This episode of News Dump is brought to you by HelloFresh. Everyone seems to be losing their goddamn minds. And honestly, uh, we're going to be covering some fairly serious news stories on this week's episode of News Dump. But they are all so fascinating, so strange and mind-boggling that it's hard not to be at least morbidly curious as to what the hell is going on with these people. Uh, so let's start out on the somewhat lighter side of things with one of the most baffling interview clips that we've ever seen in our years of both watching and participating in celebrity interviews. I mean, this is truly something to behold because in the wake of the defamation trial involving her now ex-husband Johnny Depp, Amber Heard quickly went into damage control mode and uh, one surefire way to clear the air and defend yourself is to make an appearance on a network TV morning show. Yeah, but unfortunately for Amber Heard, what happened to be a chance for her to respond to some criticism quickly turned into an absurd and laughable response. Uh, we're just going to show the clip because describing it will not do it justice, but uh, if there's a hard cut here for some reason and you don't see it, it's probably because we had to remove it. Yeah, after the fact, if like YouTube really popped us, it's very easy to cut it out. But... Nope, uh, CBS News needs the like $20 you might have gotten in best case <laughs> scenario. So yeah, direct links to sources are uh, always down in the description below, but here's the clip. In the closing arguments, the deaf lawyer said, called your testimony the performance of a lifetime and said you were acting. What do you say to that? Says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. So, assuming that played, uh, first of all, yeah, he had scissor hands, not scissor fingers. Yeah, that's, we should be clear. Although, I mean... But the hands themselves. The, the fingers were the scissor blades. True. You need two, you need more than one scissor blade to make a scissor finger. Okay. So, I guess, I mean, hey. Look, you can tomato, be confused tomato. by it uh, still. But wait, hold on. Did she just tell the entire world that Johnny Depp does not have scissors for hands and didn't undergo some kind of surgery for his role in the Tim Burton classic film, Edward Scissorhands? I guess. I mean, that's quite the bombshell to drop on people. Uh, I was under the impression that Johnny Depp was simply the greatest method actor of a generation, willing yeah. to go to extreme lengths for such a role. It I is, feel betrayed. It is shocking to hear that he doesn't actually have scissors for I hands. I can't believe it. Yeah, so next she's going to have to tell us that uh, he wasn't actually a pirate or the founder of a wildly successful chocolate factory, or the famous mafioso Whitey Bulger, <laughs> or uh, having trouble thinking of other Johnny Depp movies. It's been a while. Fear and Loathing. Yeah, he, he didn't write the movie, the book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It was, that was actually a documentary. <laughs> uh, so there you go. I mean, he did get pretty method with that one, though. He spent a lot of time with Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, he seems to uh, be the type of person that would enjoy... Going on a like drug trip to their personality is uh, probably meshed pretty well. Yeah, uh, knowing what we know about both men, but still, it is shocking to hear that he doesn't have scissors for hands or fingers. I know well, that changes everything. Let's get the jury back in here. <laughs> uh, anyways, of course, uh, while we're on the topic of how absolutely cursed the DC universe is, shut it down. We have to talk about what what the hell is going on with Ezra Miller. Because this story has continued to devolve over the past few months, and something is clearly seriously wrong here i mean this is someone who is in, in my opinion not of sound mind you uh, interviewed ezra miller five or six years ago and, and and you came away from it being like that's a weird person i just talked to mm -hmm. very very strange the vibes were definitely off uh-huh it it's something's uh something's going on uh but miller has clearly crossed multiple lines 
continues to do so, and every article or bit of news that has come out in recent memory is perpetually worse than the news that came before it. Yeah. We've spoken about this uh, before on previous episodes, but we should briefly sum up what's led to the most recent news about Ezra Miller. And really, it all started a few years back in Iceland, when video footage and eyewitness reports seemed to indicate that Miller had aggressively choked a fan before being escorted off the premises by employees of the bar that they were all hanging out. It was almost like a WWE-style chokeslam. It was weird, too. It seemed like the fan came up to them and... uh, it was like a normal interaction, and then things immediately got really. If you watch the video, they were like the, play fighting, and then it's like, oh no! He everyone was starts to freak out, like it was yeah. uh, it was taken too far. Um, so a few years pass, seemingly without incident, at least publicly, and Ezra Miller starts to pop up more and more in the news for their erratic behavior after huh, winning an Oscar for fan favorite moment for a scene from the Snyder Cut, a movie that is five years old at this point. Yeah, I'm an Oscar winner. Don't look at the little inscription on it, please. It's just trust me. Admire it from a distance. It's an Oscar, but and I is, earned it. It is strange that like all of this started unraveling immediately after that. Uh, not that it wasn't uh, building up to that before that, because apparently a lot of stuff was going on uh, before all of it became public. Obviously, even the the Iceland thing, if I'm correct, uh, that was weird because that was a month into the pandemic, and. Ezra Miller's popping up over in Iceland. It's like, what are you? This is a tiny. I mean, it's a great place it's a to tiny be. Tiny country. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> great place to spend your time isolated. What are you though? Doing, doing international travel right as this pandemic's kicking off. So in late March of this year, Miller is arrested after an altercation at a karaoke bar in Hawaii when they became agitated because someone was, oh my God, get this. They were singing karaoke in a karaoke bar. Uh, Miller was very upset about that. They yelled obscenities, stole the microphone from a woman who was singing, and then proceeded to lunge at another patron. Uh, a real messy situation. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't the first bit of trouble that Miller had caused in Hawaii. Uh, they'd previously had run-ins with local police and had developed a bad reputation with other local bars. Probably had their picture up, do not serve this yeah. person. So yeah, one local couple in particular uh, actually filed a restraining order against Miller, who was reportedly staying with them during all this, and claimed that following the incident at the karaoke bar, quote, Miller returned home and threatened the couple, saying, I will bury you and your slut wife. All right, buddy, you gotta go. (sighs) That is over the line. Please leave. (laughs) So yeah, the petition alleges that Miller then stole the wife's passport and the husband's wallet, which contains his credit card, social security card, and driver's license. Uh, It's unclear whether the items were ever returned. The restraining order was granted and then dropped a few weeks later. Yeah, uh, but by mid-April, Miller is a full-blown menace in the state of Hawaii as they're arrested once again, this time for allegedly throwing a chair which hit a woman at a private party, leaving the 26-year-old woman with a half-inch cut on her forehead. This is like a new new local cryptid just dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I swear, it was... It was right there. Ezra Miller trail cam footage. <laughs> uh, so after that, there's a minor spat involving Miller and a music producer named Oliver Igni- Ignatius, uh, who claims that Miller stole music that they'd collaborated on and released it to social media without credit. And we'll get back to that producer in a second. Uh, things then took a far darker turn at the beginning of this month when news broke that the parents of a now 18-year-old are seeking a protective order on their behalf, alleging that Miller groomed their child beginning at age 12 after they'd met during a protest of the Dakota Access Pipeline. The parents of Gibson Iron Eyes claim their child is facing mental health struggles, is being groomed and controlled by Miller, and that the actor gave them a high dose of LSD earlier this year. Uh, Here's more on that from Rolling Stone. 
According to Gibson's parents, the activist and Miller developed a friendship when Gibson was a tween and Miller was in his early 20s. Sus. Miller later invited Gibson to interview their group Sons of an Illustrious Father for Sleek magazine and a trip to Europe. Quote, I didn't understand why Ezra, who at this point was 11 years older than my child, thinks it's okay to take a teenager on a trip. Jumping Eagle tells Rolling Stone. Um, yeah, a little bit weird. Yeah. Uh, so then that producer we mentioned a second ago, Mr. Ignatius, uh, was apparently around Miller while they had Iron Eyes in tow, saying in an interview with Rolling Stone, I really just had to conclude that their relationship had become totally inappropriate, and that's about as much as I can really say about it, to be honest. I was extremely uncomfortable with a lot of other things that were going on around them and in their vicinity. Ignatius declined to comment further. Okay. So for their part, Gibson Iron Eyes denies the allegations made against Miller, saying in an email to the outlet, the notion that I have been brainwashed or that I have been coerced in any context is grotesquely false. My independence from my family in this way is new and complex. Their reaction to my actions is not my responsibility, and I've tried to have civil virtual interactions with both of them and failed. Gibson continued by calling their parents' concern blatantly insulting and shared that Ezra and our crew will speak about their story when we see fit. But it's not a phase, Mom. Uh, but their parents conclude that something is wrong here, claiming that Iron Eyes, quote, did not write the Instagram statement, that Miller asked Gibson to not carry around a phone for their safety, and also, quote, has control over their personal belongings, including their ID and passport, and that Gibson does not own a personal phone. They also claim that Miller gave Gibson LSD and alcohol in January, which left Gibson with a days-long bad trip that led them to fly to South Dakota to pick up their child who was staying with Miller and take them to a mental health hospital. Um, I mean, that the two reports of uh, Ezra Miller stealing people's IDs and passports seem to connect. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't put it past Ezra Miller to steal a phone, too. So the headlines soon followed regarding the court's inability to even locate Ezra Miller in order to serve them the papers, and Miller seemed to taunt authorities who were trying to track him down by posting memes to Instagram, one of which read, You cannot touch me. I am in another universe. <sighs> Miller then deleted their Instagram shortly after these posts were made and still hasn't been located, which brings us to Thursday of this week, where the Daily Beast publishes a story titled, 12-year-old granted order of protection against Ezra Miller. These ages keep getting lower and lower. That's never good. Uh, so their reporter, quote, spoke with the alleged victim, a 12-year-old non-binary child, their mother and their neighbor, who all described the night the Flash star allegedly menaced them. They used the word menace, too, and we said that uh, a long time ago about the Hawaii interactions. Menacing. Yeah. Now here's more from that reporting. And again, this is filed with a local court and corroborated with the Daily Beast, but it's still allegations, so... Just making sure yeah. that's clear. Yeah. Here's the Daily Beast. On Wednesday, a mother and her 12-year-old child traveled to their local courthouse in Greenfield, Massachusetts, and were granted a temporary harassment prevention order against Ezra Miller after alleging that the actor menaced their family one evening in their downstairs neighbor's home and acted inappropriately toward the non-binary youngster. The Daily Beast reviewed a copy of the protection order signed by a judge and spoke with the 12-year-old accuser, their mother, and another neighbor who was present. The Daily Beast also reviewed contemporaneous text messages sent by the mother and the neighbor as well as photographs that corroborated parts of their accounts of the night in question. On the evening of February 2nd, the trio contend that Miller was present at the downstairs neighbor's home in Greenfield, which is located about 40 miles from the actor's ranch in Stamford, Vermont. That neighbor is in a band with Whitney Suiters, a musician who is close friends with Miller. Quote, Miller was wearing a bulletproof vest, and I had no idea until later that they were armed, recalls the visiting neighbor. 
and right. yeah, there's um there's photos of Miller uh with the previously mentioned now 18 year old's family where Miller is like pulling out a gun uh in photos and like waving it around. The report continues. Tensions began brewing when the mother says she mentioned doing some traveling recently with her tribe of people, leading Miller to snap at her and accuse her of cultural appropriation. Then, a conversation about board games allegedly went sideways when, after Miller claimed that the board game Parcheesi had Rastafarian roots, the visiting neighbor, who was half black, questioned Miller as to which sect of the Rastafari movement it originated from. Quote, At this point, Ezra explodes and started screaming directly in my face, the visiting neighbor tells me. They said, You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. What did you say to me? What did you just say to me? I was uh, very caught off guard, the visiting neighbor continues. Then they opened up their jacket. They had this, like, big Sherpa jacket, and they opened up one side of their jacket. You could see a gun, and they said, Talking like that can get you into a really serious situation. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> Charles Manson speed run happening right here. Yeah, any percent speed run. It's uh, it's a very scary, harrowing, and wild story. Uh, so next, according to the visiting neighbor, the mother, and the child, uh, Miller focused their attention on the then 11-year-old, saying, I've talked extensively with your child, and they have a lot of power to them. At one point, you're going to realize that you don't have any control over them anymore. They're an elevated being, and they would be lucky to have someone like me guide them. They say Miller proceeded to turn to the mother who dresses goth and accused her of being a witch and a vampire, repeatedly yelling at her, do you want to drink my blood? Do you? Miller then came back to the child and allegedly began pestering them with compliments, at one point moving their chair closer to them, requesting that they add the actor on Instagram and telling the child to pursue fashion. Quote, they automatically were just weirdly drawn to me and kept talking about how they love my outfit and love my style and kept going on and on about how it was great the child remembers. It was really uncomfortable. I was really nervous. I was scared to be around them after he'd yelled at my mother and she was crying. Uh, apparently Miller apologized, but then returned to bother these people on numerous occasions in the months that followed. Um, so as of when we filmed this, Ezra Miller still on the loose has not been located. And it's not like something like, I, I don't know if this is like, you know, uh, arrest worthy. I think they're trying to serve. I don't think the U.S. Marshals yeah, are on exactly. the case or anything. But uh, yeah, it's probably would be better the the sooner the better they find this guy. Uh, uh, it, well, and it's also um, the taunting of the apparent taunting of uh, it could. I mean, they they could have just posted this meme about anything, but it appears to be uh, targeted taunting of officials who are searching for Ezra Miller. It's all very troubling. Uh -huh. um, and I'm, you know, the more I learn about this, the more I believe the uh, conspiracy theory that Ezra Miller is an MK Ultra subject engineered by the U.S. government to uh, make people hate uh, non-binary people. Yeah, uh, he's the first, they are the first uh, non-binary uh, person to end up in the news repeatedly week after week. Uh, being gendered, increasingly being gendered correctly uh, most of the time. Uh, yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's it's all bad news. So I yeah, CIA, also, also, CIA's got some explaining, I think. Uh, it's to feed into this uh, so far baseless conspiracy theory that, <laughs> that that you and others have concocted. Yeah, um, I think it's got some legs to it. Yeah. So to feed into this further, uh, the fact that Ezra Miller constantly goes a hundred and ten percent into the always the most woke. Yeah, uh, defensive mechanism on anything because uh, there was months ago where uh, 
I believe Ezra was calling like police, like transphobic or something, for like simply like you, you hit someone with a chair. They reported it, and now we have to uh, detain you. But let's move over to some criminals who have been located, conveniently in the back of a U-Haul, no less. Uh, more information is coming to light about the individuals involved in an attempted riot that targeted a Pride Month event in Idaho, and one of the people involved is already facing some pretty tough consequences for their actions. Their mom has kicked them out of the basement for being involved in a hate group. Man, parents just don't understand. <laughs> this person is 27 years old. Yeah. Parents just don't get it. They threw away my best porno mag. I mean, just based on this limited amount of information, uh, you do learn a lot about the types of people who are drawn to extremist movements. Um, a lot of times they don't really have a whole lot else going on in their lives. Yeah, uh, so their mother has told them to get out of the basement, find a new place to live, and called uh, her son's beliefs and involvement with the group, quote, sick. Uh, here's Insider with more. Karen Amsden told CNN that she had hoped being She's a Karen. <laughs> Literally Karen. <laughs> Karen Amsden told CNN that she had hoped being arrested in Idaho would be a wake-up call for her 27-year-old son, Jared Boyce, who had been living in the basement of Amsden's Utah home. <laughs> Quote, but when he came back on Monday, I went out to the house to talk to him, and he believes in what they did. He was standing by it, Amsden said in the interview, which was published on Thursday. Amsden said that was the last straw. In an interview with the Daily Beast, Amsden said she told her son to choose between the Patriot Front or their family. When he refused to quit, she said she kicked him out. Boyce was among the 31 alleged Patriot Group members arrested near Saturday's Pride in the Park event in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Each of the men was charged with a misdemeanor count of conspiracy to riot and was later reportedly bailed out of jail by anonymous donors. Should uh, get to the bottom of who those anonymous donors might be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, look, sorry. So far, a uh, pretty serious episode about bad people doing bad things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the details of a lot of these stories are... You know, interesting. There's strange. a silver lining. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tragic comic in in some ways. But mm -hmm. look, we do have more news coming up in just a second. But first, let's thank today's sponsor, HelloFresh, because even on the darkest days, you can, you it's important eat. to eat good. Yeah, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers fresh, quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, so you can savor summer flavors right from home. Foolproof, step-by-step -step recipes mean a joyful cooking experience and a stress-free summer. Plus, HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Customize your favorite dishes with new Hello Custom offerings by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxe experience, or even adding protein. Some of our favorites from this week's menu include their zucchini, mozzarella, and sun-dried tomato paninis, mmm, fully loaded beef taquitos, and their honey sriracha pork tenderloin with roasted sesame carrots and cilantro lime rice. You're gonna wanna hoard that uh, sriracha too because the factory ain't producing it anymore. There's a shortage, you can't get it anywhere. Brandon, uh, <laughs> their weekly menu has those meals and dozens more options for whatever you're into. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NewsDump16 and use code NewsDump16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is up to 16 free meals and three free gifts by going to HelloFresh.com slash NewsDump16 and using code NewsDump16. All right, we're back, gamers. We're back, gamers. With the biggest oopsie possible for a gaming company that tried and failed to celebrate Juneteenth with its player base by uh, offering some exclusive themed cosmetic items that were very unfortunately named. Um, so this is just, it's so mind-numbingly stupid that it simply couldn't have been just an oversight. 
because you would assume that specifically Microsoft and 343 would have uh, enough checks and balances that something like this would not go through. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. It's like, when I first saw this, I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty... I can see how this would happen, but, like, you would assume more than one person would look at this before it goes out. Someone would have caught being like, oh, there are some pretty bad associations with what you've just done. Yeah, specifically when you're doing a exclusive content released for a holiday that commemorates the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. Black people. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, But uh, here we are, and here's what happened according to reporting from Kotaku. Halo Infinite's Juneteenth cosmetic, briefly named after Ape, sparks outcry. Last night, developer 343 Industries rolled out a Juneteenth-themed cosmetic option for Halo Infinite, its multiplayer shooter. For a moment, the affiliated pan-African-themed color palette was titled Bonobo. A bonobo, for those who don't know, is an endangered species of great ape. And it is a great ape. Chimps get a lot of credit, but bonobos... Pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, you know, not to go off on too much of a tangent here, bonobos and chimps diverged however many hundreds of thousands of years ago because they were separated by a very wide river that neither species could cross. So it's a, it's a really interesting uh, case study in evolution because they look similar to the naked eye. Bonobos, they love to fuck. They're a lot more friendly. They have a much more peaceful, peace-loving uh lifestyle, whereas chimps are fucking monsters. And why are the chimps the ones that we put in all our movies and put in our zoos and idiots take home to rip their fucking faces off? When bonobos are right there. The humble bonobo. The humble bonobo. Anyway, back to the story about uh, Halo doing a little racist oopsie. Within just a few short hours, the text was fixed. A few short hours, my God. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, look, on the one hand, outrageously fast in terms of updating and deploying video game patches. Um, yeah. On the other a, hand, <laughs> maybe a little that, too long. That the, yeah, the, the ape reference was up there for yeah, Kotaku, a few short hours. Kotaku uh, did mention that it, they can't, they didn't verify this, but it's got to be one of the quickest patch turnarounds. Yeah. And I, I understand that it's not as easy as like <laughs> changing a cell on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Although maybe it is. I don't know how video games work. They just well, they have, have to redeploy it and then like have everyone download uh, the update. So. Yeah. Anyway, the item now reads Freedom instead of Bonobo, but the finger pointing about how the hell something like this could have gone live in the first place was just getting started. Uh, Here's Kotaku again. On Twitter, Halo senior community manager John Junizek said the palette was incorrectly named and attributed the error to an internal tool set, but didn't specify any further details. The Halo content creator Mint Blitz further pointed out that a program in Bungie's development tools for earlier Halo games is named Bonobo. An individual familiar with the development of Halo, who spoke to Kotaku under condition of anonymity, confirmed that Bonobo is indeed an asset editing program at 343. Though it was commonly used during the development of Halo 5, the studio moved away from its use during the development of Halo Infinite. But it exists, it's popular among staff, and it would widely be known by many employees at the studio. That's what's so mind-boggling about how this happened in the first place. For seven months now, Halo Infinite has rolled out tons of cosmetic options on a weekly basis, including no shortage of color options. This happens to be the first time this specific screw-up has happened, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Studio leadership at 343 seems to acknowledge how ugly this looks. Halo Infinite head of creative Joe Statton apologized on Twitter, writing, Our mistake today was inexcusable, and I am ashamed we allowed it to happen. And studio head Bonnie Ross wrote, On behalf of 343, I apologize for making a celebrated moment a hurtful moment. But uh, yeah, companies attempting to celebrate and unify people and products, it's always a gamble. And as you're probably already aware, June is also Pride Month, which has 
of course, resulted in some pretty incredible marketing initiatives from the brand who are at it once again. Yeah, and they... It's only in the last couple of years, but they've applied the same aggressive uh, capitalistic commercialism to Juneteenth. Like, yeah. Was it Walmart or it's like there was some ice cream brand? It was like the Juneteenth flavor. People are like, what? what they're, they're throwing the same like uh, pride washing on yeah. products with Yeah, uh, they just Juneteenth paint a new logo on Anyway. So, yeah, this year's most notable winner and or loser, depending on how you look at it, has to be those scamps down at Burger King. <laughs> Burger King? You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, and they take a lot of shots. Yeah, they do. They are no stranger to this type of controversy already. Uh, We're sure that you all remember their somewhat recent, incredible, incredibly boneheaded marketing campaign, which boldly stated that women belong in the kitchen in honor of International Women's Day. They were trying to say they wanted to hire more women to work in their kitchens, but they could not have picked a more uh, aggressively stupid way to do it. And there was like a smaller subtitle that was like, if they want to, or something like that. But the best part about that was that it was deployed in Europe uh, and was immediately, people were like, what the fuck is this? But the ads had already been printed for American release, so they were like in newspapers. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, yeah, Burger King is back at it again this Pride Month. Uh, They were offering up the Pride Whopper over in Austria, which consisted of a standard Burger King Whopper, but with two equal buns, meaning you could get, oh, my God. (laughs) You could get your Whopper with either two top buns holding it together or two bottom buns. (laughs) Do you see where this is sort of short-sighted, but also inadvertently, uh, you know, deeper than Burger King Austria had maybe meant for it to be? Yeah. Yeah. they were looking it at, like, funny. clearly just base level, being like, yeah, equal. So, yeah. Which, which bun is the man in this, <laughs> in this situation? That's what I want to know. Based on their marketing materials, the Equal Buns campaign was supposed to signify equal love and equal rights, but it was quickly pointed out that this <laughs> consisted of two tops and two bottoms, which caused what is described as amused confusion online. I'm sure the gays got a good chuckle out of it. Mm-hmm. Here's Ad Age. Some consumers saw it differently. Though the dominant online sentiment expressed seemed to be amused confusion rather than offense, it centered on the impression that Pride Whoppers demonstrated a fundamental misunderstanding of how queer relationships work, primarily gay sex. One commenter on the original Instagram post from Burger King Austria responds, Burger King really said the tops and bottoms may eat now. And another wonders, two tops and two bottoms? How's that work? Anyway, over on Twitter, a user named Caitlin Stout added, I'm just obsessed with the same bun pride Whopper promo because straight people saw it and were like, oh, okay, it's like two boys and two girls, I guess. And gay people saw it and were like, two tops and two bottoms? Incredible. (laughs) Yeah. The agency behind the ad campaign has apologized for the confusion, saying that they are proud of our queer community within our agency. Unfortunately, we still messed up and didn't check well enough with community members on different interpretations of the pride Whopper. And that's on us. I feel like this would have been, you show this to literally any gay man at all active in the community, and they would have been like, cool. Or they choose chaos and like, yeah, do it. Seems perfectly fine to me. Unleash this on the world. The top and bottom, please. Yeah. No, you've ruined the promotion. Uh, So there was also some other great entries into Pride Month marketing this year, like uh, the following tweet from the United States Marine Corps, which did feature a a nice message about honoring their LGBTQ service members, but uh, represented this solidarity with an image of a helmet with rainbow-colored bullets attached to it. It's literally that meme. uh, The next drone's coming from a woman? I heard the next drone will be dropped by a woman. Yeah. Or the next bomb. Uh, Then there's Walmart. 
uh, which was, uh, I checked, they have taken it down. What? But they were, no, this was cool. They were selling a shirt that combines a rainbow with the word lesbian to create what many consider to be a derogatory term. Oh, this uh, is one I was thinking of when I said it was cool. Uh, the, the shirt exclaims lesbo. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, they tried, I guess, Dude, right? Is that even like a term anyone uses anymore? Like, I haven't heard that since the 90s. Yeah. Did you hear um, she's a lesbo? That's because you were in high school and middle school in the 90s. That's why. Yeah. It's just not. It's like. Well, it's like, well Walmart's like, bringing it back. It's like no one's saying Gaylord as a slur anymore. <laughs> not, are they? Maybe they know. are. Uh, so, yeah, obviously this has been uh, since removed from the Walmart website, uh, but it's still there. If you, like, search it on Google, it, it still has all the links directly to Walmart with the uh, images for it. Mm-hmm. When you click on it, it's like, oops, <laughs> this page is missing. Oops. Uh, anyways, my personal favorite uh, has yeah, to be... This is what I was thinking of. Uh, the NASCAR Pride Month merch collection. Officially licensed straight yeah. on the NASCAR merch uh, site. They've come a long way. Uh, the pinnacle of which features... Uh, Two rainbow checkered flags with the word NASCAR replaced with YASCAR. See, this one, they did the research. Honestly, it's... It, they it, understood the assignment. It's incredible. And by the way, I actually tried to buy one of the other Pride shirts, which is just the old-fashioned NASCAR logo, but with a rainbow flag over here instead of the checkered flag. Um, but very popular, already sold out in my size. See, this is going to do well because uh, the gays love nothing more than kitsch. Yeah. And a NASCAR logo with a rainbow on it. Is the pinnacle of kitsch. Yeah, it it actually looked great. I was I was like I would wear that constantly. It looks awesome. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, but then you have Disney's new movie Lightyear, which, um, uh, to be clear, you know, so this isn't a movie about Buzz Lightyear the toy. It's a it's the movie that Buzz Lightyear the toy was inspired was inspired by. Yeah. Just so we're clear on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's celebrating Pride Month, I guess, by getting itself banned in multiple countries due to the film, including a scene featuring a same-sex kiss. Oh, my gosh. A scene that was apparently cut from the movie but restored sometime later. Uh, here's Insider with more on that. Disney and Pixar's Lightyear, which comes to theaters this weekend, has been banned in 14 Middle Eastern and Southeast Asian markets over a same-sex relationship and kiss between a female couple. The Hollywood Reporter reported in March that the same-sex kiss had been restored to Lightyear after being cut from the movie. Galen Sussman, a Lightyear producer, told the Mercury News in a recently published interview that Disney execs were supportive of the same-sex relationship, but there was definite pushback to the kiss. Um, So, moving on, this next promotional photo, it has no direct relationship to any of the previous stories that we've covered today. It's just fun to look at. This is Ryan Gosling as Ken from the upcoming live-action Barbie movie, which is scheduled to be released sometime next year. I'm very fascinated by this project. Yes, I'm listening. This looks like it's going to be the brightest movie ever screened. Yeah. It is going to be daylight in that theater when this thing comes on. It is... You gotta wear sunglasses. Uh, he looks great, though. I'm he, sure there's some touch-up going on. I'm yeah. not I, I'm not entirely convinced that Ryan Gosling has a ripped six-pack, but uh, he might. Yeah. He got pretty jacked for uh, Only God Forgives, I believe. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Yeah, some are saying that this... When you uh, got a million and several million dollars, it's pretty easy to get in great shape. Uh, people are saying this universe is directly tied to the Drive universe. Um, so we'll see how that works okay. out. But people online are saying that, which means it's not true. Uh, any case, uh, in any case, um, if you weren't previously aware of this film adaptation of the world's most popular doll, Barbie stars the previously mentioned Gosling as Ken and Margot Robbie as the titular character Barbie. Um, there is no other information about this movie 
uh, available at all, from what we can tell. But uh, isn't it Greta Gerwig directing it? Maybe, yeah, I think I, it I, is. Which is like she's a good director. So. I'm fascinated about what this could be. I want to see a trailer, uh, but I think they came out like a couple weeks ago and like confirmed that they're not going to use the song from the '90s. Yeah, which that might just be a surprise. It's a cover. It's going to be a cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's classic. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in other entertainment news from this week, uh, what if Squid Game was real? Sounds terrible. Sounds terrifying, right? Wouldn't want to be involved anywhere near that. A lot of people die in Squid Game, but mm-hmm. hey, what if we remove the death and we just make it a reality show with cash prize, thus um, completely undermining the core concept, s- the core concept and themes of mm-hmm. the Squid Game show that everyone loves? Well, you're probably saying to yourself, "Isn't that exactly what Mr. Beast did immediately after the Netflix series blew up in possibility?" And the answer is yes. And his production of an actual Squid Game was pretty top-tier stuff, but it technically wasn't official. But now, Netflix is doing their own official version of Squid Game, but uh, again, without the possibility of dying. I mean, there's a slight possibility. Yeah. People have died on game shows, so the possibility exists. It's just not the intention. Maybe they'll all get, like... Jardia? Yeah, Jardia. Like <laughs> on, like Everyone started wipeout. shitting all over each other. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, that, that's the only risk. Yeah. is It's very unsanitary. No, wh- I got, that was a... some. The Jardia thing was from a now-canceled slip-and-slide-related yeah. show. It was, it, Wipeout was oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. someone died of a heart attack like two years ago from Wipeout filming. So, again, okay. possible. Yeah, it is possible. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's more on all this from Polygon. Squid Game, the Korean survival drama where poor people competed in deadly games for the entertainment of rich capitalists, is getting a reality series from Netflix. The streaming service announced a casting call for Squid Game, The Challenge, and seems blissfully unaware of the deep irony. Quote, Squid Game took the world by storm with director Huang's captivating story and iconic imagery. We're grateful for his support as we turn the fictional world into reality in this massive competition and social experiment, said Brandon Rieg, Netflix VP of Unscripted and Documentary Series, in a news release. Fans of the drama series are in for a fascinating and unpredictable journey as our 456 real-world contestants navigate the biggest competition series ever, full of tension and twists, with the biggest ever cash prize at the end. And it's reported elsewhere that the prize will apparently be uh, $4.56 million. Go with the So aside from this being completely, like, tone deaf yeah. and... Uh, oh, you think they care about that? Uh, if you are one of the uh, thousands of people who were working on a more serious, more personal project at Netflix and had that uh, had that job go poof a few months back when Netflix's uh, infinite growth strategy finally plateaued, mm-hmm. gotta, gotta suck a little bit. They're like, oh no, we have the money. We just don't want to spend it on your dumbass. We've done the research, we've looked at the graphs, and the people want slop. The people will watch an entire 10-hour Korean series and not even understand the most basic subtext of it. We're gonna give them more of that, but done cheaper. I mean... You're joking, but that's exactly how the mainstream American audience consumes things. Except for our audience. I'm on the verge of uh, breaking up with Netflix after 22 years, I think. Loyal service. I was was like, I was an early, early adopter of this shit. I read about it in the newspaper. uh, But like now, every time I open it up, I scroll for like 15 minutes. I don't find anything I'm interested in at all. And then I switch over to like, Hulu or HBO Max and immediately find something to watch. There's, there's good stuff on there, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to find. And I've found that uh, I'd say uh, the majority, I, Netflix I would usually use for documentaries, but now there's... They're all 12 hours long. They're unnecessarily long, and they're also like derivative of each other. Yeah. There's like 
10 different documentaries on the same subject. Uh, I typically just sit on PBS now. Uh, I know that makes me seem like an old fuddy-duddy, but they have great documentary they, series. They really do. Yeah. And, and you know what? Your local PBS station even has their own local documentary yeah, series. They do. Um, For the bargain price of $5 a month that goes to creating wonderful programming. You should check it out. And when yeah. you get bored, you, uh, you, you want to know what show is actually great? Uh, this Old House. Well, yes, of course. And it's companion program. Ask This Old but House. Antique, look, Antiques Roadshow. I know it's popular, but Antiques Roadshow it is, is literally, it is Pawn Stars without the manufactured drama. Yeah. Uh, Antiques Roadshow is like legitimately, it's like one of those shows that's like, why would I watch that? And you put it on, you're like, huh? I'm, I am all in. Yes. If you cut out all of the, the scripted moments from Pawn Stars, yeah. it's Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. It's a great show. I love it. it. Anyways, uh, PBS. Go get PBS your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support your local public broadcasting. Station. They'll probably send you a tote bag or something if you send them enough probably. money. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, finally today, uh, so friend of the show, Nick Lutzko, has another smash hit song on his hands as he quickly turned around what should clearly be the theme song to the recently confirmed sequel to Todd Phillips' Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So the sequel was recently rumored to have cast Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. A rumor. Still. So Let's Go seamlessly weaves a storyline into his amazing musical number. And oh yeah, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but it's going to be a musical. Joker 2 is reportedly a musical, which I'm actually interested in it now. Before I was like, why would you make a sequel? But I'm in. But anyway, here's a snippet of uh, Nick Let's Go's new song. I said, Gaga, take my hand, soon you're going to be a Joker. As always, incredible. Definitely head over to his Twitter account, check out the full song, give it a retweet, and tell him that we sent you. But uh, oh, he's uh, also uh, he's going on tour, and he he hit me up on the internet, and um, we're gonna do a little uh, live stream on Monday afternoon, Monday evening, mm-hmm. where we sit down with Nick Lutzko, and uh, I've got so many questions about his career trajectory and all of the lore behind the, he's building a universe the, yeah the nick let's go cinematic universe um so yeah it'll be a fun little casual chat with a guy that we're both huge fans of yeah um we should have uh, like a landing page and thumbnail yeah. up at some point during the weekend but uh uh just keep an eye out on our twitter twitter.com slash internet today tv and we'll post links to that uh when it happens so uh look forward to that uh, but in the meantime, uh, if you haven't seen our previous episodes, not Probably your fault. Probably because it's being hidden from you. Not your fault. We've uh, been shadow banned. It's weird. Uh, and apparently this My is... My algorithms are being crushed. It's it's apparently a uh, pretty uh, platform-wide issue from what I've yeah. been seeing in replies. So basically, uh, like, we'll release a video. And this is this was pretty common before. It's like 50-50 chance. They just immediately, they're like, uh, we can't monetize it. Based on, like, not, tags Not going to tell you why, but we can't monetize yeah. it. And it's like, all right, whatever. We, that's why we got Stitch Sponsors, Fix or whatnot. Yeah. But then, like, 12 hours later, they'll be like, hey, guess what? Actually, we're monetizing it. It's like, oh, We had a cool. human review this, uh, and that's fine. M- like, 90% of the people who are going to watch it already watched it, so doesn't matter. But then 12 hours after that, they're like, look, we, you know, we told you, we looked at the video, we said, this is perfectly good for any advertiser, but... 
Also, no one under 18 can watch this video. We are age-restricting it. Yeah, the it will past... not show up in any search results unless someone is signed in and confirmed to be an adult. Yeah, the, the past two videos have been age-gated after being re-monetized by their own review. That they it So really... now it literally says, if you go in the back end of YouTube, it says 18 plus only. Yeah. Too hot. Too hot for you. You got to go ask the guy at the liquor store, hey, can I watch the new Internet Today video? And he's like, how old you for? He has the blur sign in front of our thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so I got on the uh, customer service chat with, uh, they have like your own like dedicated person now if you're a partnered channel. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I'm talking to a bot. I'm probably talking to the same bot that Google guy got in yeah. trouble for falling in love with. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking to a bot on there. I, it's probably a real person. I don't know. But they're uh, escalating it. I've got some emails back and forth. And they're like, oh, well, this seems odd. We'll look into it. It's like, I don't know. I feel like in the past when this would happen, they'd be able to like pinpoint a moment in the video, but there's like nothing like that. Yeah, and no. It's like, it's like these videos are almost an hour long. Like, you're going to have to be more specific or whatever <laughs> the mistake we're making is, we're probably going to keep on making it. So it'd be, it'd but be that's very the helpful thing is, to know what the fuck it is. We've been doing this so long that we know the lines that you can creep up to and not cross yeah, for the most part. And uh, yeah, it's it's strange. I will say it's it's strange. I remember one got uh, hit like two months ago for no. Re- it was like it was about the Disney adults getting their own neighborhood. Yeah, and it was like there's <laughs> nothing in that, nothing in that that would do be. And it was like completely blacklisted. Yeah, uh, like no, we can't even monetize this with limited ads. Sorry, this is terrible. Yeah, it's very strange. Some Disney adult behind the scenes, just like absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know. It's all very opaque. And um, look, I just want to play by the rules. Yeah. I love rules. We love being here. We love having uh, people watch our show. We love that you're here. We just hope that you're able to find our videos and watch them so we can continue doing this. Um, So if we can, we're going to put those videos up right here. So if you haven't watched them already, make sure you're signed in and uh, go give them a like. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're signed in, though. Shut your door. Make sure mom's not listening. Cause... Mom's going to take the door off the hinges. Yeah. Are gets... you watching that Internet Today filth again? Yeah, you, you, you're not even 18 yet. I'm taking it's the illegal. door off the hinges. Anyways, uh, that's our episode so far. We have Weekly Weird coming up. And then, of course, uh, check out, uh, follow Twitter, uh, and uh, or just go on YouTube on Monday, and we'll uh, hopefully be doing a live stream with Nick Lutzko. In the meantime, check those videos out, and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.